Hello, everyone, and welcome to our fifth episode of Gill Harmonic on Violinist.com. I'm Lori Niles. And I'm Gil Shaham. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful Sunday here in Aspen, Colorado. Lori, I may be a little bit, I may turn a little alien. I might, might go a little pixelated. Uh, we're getting some rocky signal here in the Rocky Mountains today. <laughs> well, I'm here in Los Angeles. And I want to remind everybody that everyone is welcome to the Gilharmonic. You don't need to have a degree in music. You don't need to audition. You don't even need a ticket. Just show up and we're happy to see you. We're going to have some fun today. Um, oh, I wanted to show you. We received the nicest thing. It, it's a drawing made by Claire Lee, who was our guest last week from Farmington. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. You, you made my week. I, I love that drawing. I love that uh, the horse hair on the bow. I love the violin, the bow, the detail. Uh, Rameau, Temple of Glory and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and you know, it's not that easy to draw a violin. She nailed it. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, Claire. Um, and this week we have some, some guests, um, Hugo Maeda. He's a brilliant young man, eight years old. Not only does he play the violin, but he also composes. Um, he's coming to us also from the Los Angeles area. We also have Rabia Brook, and she is playing on a violin that is almost 300 years old. So imagine that conjuring the voice of a violin that is nearly 300 years old. And, and she'll be she playing, go ahead. Yeah, she makes that Guadagnini sound beautiful. And she'll be playing Prokofiev's second violin concerto, which happens to be my sister-in-law's favorite violin concerto of all violin concertos and happens to be a personal favorite of mine. Too. I mean, it must be. You've recorded it twice, so I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. I, do, I do love that piece. And, uh, and then, very exciting, we have none other than Roby Lakatosh himself, with us he'll be joining us from um, from budapest from hungary you know he's a great master of all arts of uh, violin magic and he, he'll have his entire ensemble or either they're all over europe he's in hungary some of them are in brussels they're all over that continent and they'll be with us here today the magic of technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone, if you're watching live, please tell all your friends. If you're watching on Facebook, start a watch party. Um, and if you wanna ask us a question, please participate in the chat, either live chat, either on Facebook or on YouTube. Well, we have a lot of ground to cover. It's gonna be another one of the happiest hours of violin on the web. Let's get started. Our first guest is Hugo Maeda, and he's just eight years old. He is a native of Japan, and at eight years old, he's already a member of American Mensa. So um, he lives in Rancho Palos Verdes, California, um, and he is a student of Gail Gerding Mellert. Um, 
He also composes and he's won a prize for a composition that he wrote for Itzhak Perlman and then presented to him. Hugo is going to play for us the Preludio from Bach's Partita in E major. Very good. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. Well done, Hugo. Well done, Hugo. What an impressive preludio. Absolutely. 
I really, really enjoyed that. There you are. You know, I was listening to you play, and I thought, what an impressive young man. Hey, you okay there, but <laughs> I thought, what, what an impressive young man. What an impressive preludio. And you know, that's, uh, that's a piece. You there was a lot, a lot to figure out with this piece, right? All those string crossings and so many notes to learn. And how long have you been playing this, Hugo? Two months. Two months. Wow. I've been playing this for like 30 years and I'm still practicing it actually. <laughs> same, same here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I'm really impressed that you know that you were able to bring this together. And what is it that you like about this piece? What made you want to play it? I like this because it's it's very happy, exciting, and Fun. Yeah. Yes. I agree. It's just kind oh, of so right. Long. <laughs> it's also got a lot of notes in it. I was actually looking at my music. I brought it. I brought it. And look at like it's just all look at that. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I did I did while you were playing, I was looking at your face and I was enjoying how you were focusing about the you're playing. And also the phrasings that you make. Um, you know, one thing about this piece that I think is interesting is is the rhythm of the piece. Um, you know, wait, the what, rhythm, Gil, doesn't isn't it just a bunch of sixteenth notes? Well, that's you know, what that's I, what oh, I was going right. to say. That is what I was going to say. That when you look at it, the first two bars have eighths, right? Eighth notes, and actually, it starts with an eighth note rest. But the rest of it looks like it's all 16ths, right? Four pages of nothing but 16th notes. But I think that's a little misleading because the way Bach wrote, and I know you're a composer, so maybe this will be interesting for you. But the way Bach wrote, he it is for one violin, but when you have something like... Right? When you have that, you really have two voices right one voice is moving and those are eighth notes really they're not sixteenths those are eighth notes and the other voice is a whole note b right so you know i think that's a very interesting thing about this piece it's misleading to think that it's all sixteenths there's a lot more complicated rhythm going on there so if i were to ask you you know that bariolage place um, how many voices do you hear here? That's right. Did I hear you say? Yes. Yeah. How so many? That one has three. Yeah, so that one has three voices. And actually, each one of them sort of holds a whole bar, right? Actually, it's, often they hold two bars. Because the and note the doesn't change, note. right? So the rhythm there, the, that G sharp actually stays for three. And so if I were to ask you about this passage, how many voices do you hear here? I mean, this is a little tricky. I don't know. What do you think? That's what I think, too. I agree. Wait I, a minute. Can you show me how there's four voices there? Well, you know, it's sort of, and actually, 
Can you separate them out for me? It's kind of the genius of Bach because what he really does is he puts one voice per string. And you go, maybe maybe you you show Laurie. Yeah, you go. Can you show Laurie? So, one voice and and is another voice and another voice. All of them are. Well, each string is a voice. Yeah, that's like exactly it. So like da 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 da. Right. So this is so this is almost it's almost like if you have an orchestra and you have the cellos playing, and then the second violin, and first. But he writes it all for one violin. And what's also interesting in a place like this, if you listen to that violin, the first violin line, right? What is that? Right, that's that's the melody, right? You know, you keep hearing the melody, that first bar, right? The first bar is an but it's compressed into only six eights, right? Become, right? And it gets more and more intense. It's always the wrong notes until finally at the end you come to the, to the E. So I thought that's maybe an interesting thing to think about all these complicated rhythms in the piece. I guess I wanted to ask you also, do you know, do you remember what is the highest note that you play in this preludium? Probably the E. That's it. That's the highest note. And do you know what is the lowest note that you play? Um, yes. Ooh, that's you exactly. are smart. That, that one was a harder right. one to figure out. That is exactly right. So, you know, there, there is this cellist. His name is Yo-Yo Ma. Maybe you've heard of him. And uh, every once in a while, he will say, Yo-Yo will say this. He will say, if you play the low note loud and clear, then everything else will float above and fall into place very easily, you know? And, you know, he's a cellist, so they like their, no- they like their low notes, you know, and um, we should take it with a grain of salt. But sometimes cellists, have good advice for violinists too. And you know, when when you're playing this part, um, right? We reach that lowest note of the piece. It's a very important note. It's the lowest note we're gonna hit. And I was wondering if maybe you can savor it a little more. Do you want to play that part for us? And then just make sure that when you reach the bottom note, it's loud and clear, so everything else floats on top. Um. That's good, yeah. Thank you. 
So good. Yeah, I like it. It sounds wow. really, really nice that way. Yeah. You know, um, now that you, you know, you have some special notes and you are bringing out some really special notes in this piece. I was thinking one thing you, that you might do, have you ever tried practicing this with, have another prop of oh metronome. <laughs> have you? I think it's a great way to practice it. You know, sometimes people think that it might make might make you start sounding like um, like a robot or something or really mechanical. I but like robots. Oh. I like what's wrong with robots. I love robots. <laughs> <laughs> robots but, are awesome. Do you ever practice with a metronome, Gil? You know what? The truth is that I love practicing with the metronome. Really? It, it helps me. And you know what I find is that um, it gives me perspective, things I wouldn't notice otherwise, I notice with the metronome. And also, oddly, if I have the metronome going, I'll practice more. Do you, do you find that, Hugo? Do you find that you like using the metronome when you practice? Yeah. It makes me want to practice more. Oh, does it? Ooh. Well, you could, I think you could do it in a lot of different ways. You know, you could try playing this whole thing kind of slow, you know, and then, you know, really fast as well. But especially with this, it's, it is so many 16th notes that, you know. You know, the, the other thing you may be interested in, I don't know if you've heard the other version of this piece that uh, Bach wrote for, for organ and orchestra. It's in the 29th. Oh, no. There's an orchestra version of this piece. Yeah, you may want you may want to listen to that. My friend Avner Dorman, who's a wonderful composer, says he teaches orchestration with that piece. He says, "Look how you take a piece for solo violin and orchestrate it." He says, "This is um, this is the perfect lesson." But it's very interesting. You should check it out. Cantata number 29. <laughs> and you, I think you will enjoy what you find. Would you like to um, to help us uh, by playing just the very end of that piece, that, that part that goes da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, just to the end? Uh, okay. Yeah. today you go it was so keep nice good work. keep up the good work Thank you. our next guest is Rabia Brooke 
Um, she's 19 and she just finished her freshman year at the Juilliard School where she's studying with Catherine Cho. Um, before that, she studied with Desiree Rustrat. She'll be joining us from Chicago and she's going to be playing some excerpts from Prokofiev's Concerto Number no. 2, The First Movement. Thank you. 
Well done. Oh my goodness. So good. That sounds so beautiful, Rabia. And you just have such a, a wonderful feeling for that piece. It's so very, very haunting and and you're just pulling off all those technical things too. I loved your legato at the beginning. So beautiful. What a beautiful sound. Yeah. <laughs> you were playing um, that Prokofiev by yourself and um, without any accompaniment, but you do have someone with you. And that's an interesting violin. Can you tell us a little bit about your violin? Sure, um, this is a Parma period uh, Guarani from the 1740s that's been on loan to me since the end of January. And um, I've gotten to explore uh, all of the colors that it has and um, it has an amazing sound, so. Wow, yes, it does. and and. But a lot of that is what you're doing with it. You so. make it sound beautiful, Rabia. Yeah. You yeah. make it sound beautiful. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I'm so happy you chose to play this piece. I'm curious, why did you choose to play this one? Um, I wanted to play something by a Russian composer. And um, I've I've always loved the the exploration of the these dark colors that the piece has. And at the same time, it's it's also very virtuosic. Yeah. I well said. Very well put. Um, you know, I want to get back to that dark thing. Um, but before before that, I have a very quick question for you. If you don't mind trying with me, you know that's uh, that part that calls um and then, you know, do you mind just, just playing that? Yes. And try, with when you make the crescendo, try to use more bow, you know? really good that that was really good i wonder if you can use twice as much bow one more one more time but like twice as much bow <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that sounds great. You know, I um I used to watch videos of 
David Oistrak. I think everybody can probably find that on YouTube now. And uh, I remember watching him play. You know that piece, um, uh, Chrysler Variations on a Theme by Corelli? You know, you know that, Laurie? Yeah. And if you watch the video, he, he plays a... You know, he uses the full bow on every single note. And I remember watching that video and I thought, how can you use so much bow? You know, it sounds fantastic. Or, you know, there's recordings of like um, what the Leningrad Philharmonic, they're playing Tchaikovsky Symphony and they play, you know, all the 16th notes. That... You know, they use like a bow and a half for every, every note. And you know, when they do it, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, I often say to people, please use more bow. People tease me. They're like, yeah, when you, when you don't have anything to say, you say, try to use more bow. Um, yeah, th there's another story that I'm remembering now um, in my stream of conscience, <laughs> Laurie. Um, whitewater rafting here on the stream of conscience. But yes, like whitewater raft on the, on the stream of conscience. Um, I may be, it may not be a true story, so please, if people know out there, please uh, correct me in the chat. But the story I heard was that David Oistra was rehearsing, I don't know if it was this concerto or this first concerto, and Prokofiev was in the audience during the rehearsal. And they were rehearsing, and Prokofiev got very upset, and he came on stage yelling. And he was yelling at Oistrak and the musicians. And he said, you don't understand. You don't understand. The sound, the sound has to be completely dead. You know? And so I don't know exactly what he meant. But I think you are onto something when you say there's something very dark. You know? Um, and I wonder, do you mind, do you want to try that passage? I think Prokofi is very meticulous. You know, and those accents, that first accent is very important. Maybe he doesn't want a refined sound. He wants a dead sound. And he wants a clear accent. And he wants the spooky graveyard. You know? <laughs> So good, so good. You know, it's very hard to hear dynamics over the internet, but I feel like if you have a sensitive orchestra and a sensitive conductor, you can drop to much lower than that even and really bring your audience in or whisper of it. You know, for that pianissimo. Um, yeah, I, I guess maybe on a more cheerful note, I see that we're running out of time um yes and, uh, yeah <laughs> i mean so gil could talk a long time about prokofiev yeah. and, and that's because look at what i found okay you know this is a oh, one of wow, my favorite you. cd <laughs> he's Thank recorded you, it twice 
And it's- a I'll keep recording it until I get it right. I just wanted to say uh, my favorite Prokofiev of all time is is yours. And I, oh, I heard you, uh, I heard you many, many years ago on uh, WFMT and um, they didn't say like who the violinist was and I guessed it was you and it was. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I love this composer. I, actually, Laurie and I have gotten to know each other a bit over the summer, but I don't think I told you that when I was a kid, my dad used to have a TV show. My dad was a scientist. He was, um, he was a physicist, astrophysics, and he used to have a science show, kind of like Nova or something on Israeli TV. And he loved doing this show and he was very successful. He was like, one day he came home, he was like so happy. He's like, yeah, we beat Dallas in the ratings, you know? Um, but anyway, but, but the theme music for his show was the scherzo from Prokofiev Fifth Symphony, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I, just love, I just love this composer. He's the most amazing composer. I did want to ask Rabia about something. And that's a little bit about like how you got your start playing the violin. What made you want to play this instrument? And how old were you? Um, sure. Well, I was around two years old. Um, and I went to a lot of concerts in the Chicago area. And I saw the fiddle player Natalie McMaster at a uh, Grant Park concert and I was just really inspired um, to, to see how much joy it, it brought her when she was playing. And then shortly after that, um, I uh, went to, to a CSO concert and I saw the, the violin section playing and I immediately realized that I wanted to become um, a violinist. And when I was uh, around two, um, my mom made me a cardboard violin. And then shortly after, I switched to a real one. Yeah. And so how much did you practice when you were, you know, a little tiny person? 15 minutes a day? I mean, that would be about typical. Um, well, when I was around four or five, I practiced six hours a day. Wow. Now, is, is this because was your mother standing over you going, practice? No, it just came from the desire to, to just constantly play. <laughs> So your mother was going, I think she's still playing in there. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, Rabia, it is wonderful to have like a true lover of the violin here with us. And you play so beautifully. And I'm so glad that you have that wonderful instrument because I know you're going to be, you're going to do so much, so many wonderful things with it. Thank you for joining us, Rabia. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Laurie knows I'm so excited about our next guest. Uh, when I found out he would be joining us, I started smiling and I haven't stopped since then. Um, he's joining us from Budapest. He's a living legend, comes from a legendary family, and he's joined by his entire amazing ensemble. Um, he is a 
great master of many genres. He plays Hungarian style and gypsy style and also jazz style and klezmer style and Indian style and of course classical style. And I'm leaving out many. We are very lucky. Him and the Lakatosh Ensemble will play their new version of Tic Tac for us. Everybody, Maestro Roby Lakatosh. Thank <laughs> you. 
were just flying everywhere. That was amazing. And everybody, that was Romy Lakatosh and the Lakatosh Ensemble. And I think every single person in that ensemble is just virtuoso player. So I amazing. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. You know, so nice to see you. Um, Thank, you. Nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. Yes. <laughs> you know, the thing that I am dying to ask about, Roby, if I can call you that, um, is how do you do that create that pizzicato, you know, where where? <laughs> yeah, payment. How this is this pizzicato, yes, it's like this. Both ways. <laughs> so it's, it's very simple normally. Do so you soft, soft fingers and kind of going both yeah. ways. It's, it's only with two fingers yeah. should make. And uh, it's very important things with uh, um, the first is very ah. important beginning with the second finger like this. Right. And and the like uh, a number eight. Oh, like a number eight and like this. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh I see. Okay, everybody go back to the practice room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this is the secret is only the, this number eight movements. Now, is this something that, that you know, you learned in uh, music school? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, is it something you made up or? No, it's mine. It's absolutely mine because when I was uh, very young, I listened play Paco uh, uh, de Lucia, and I like it very much. So this the, the great guitar player, and 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 I would like make similar with the violin. Right, right. For that, I I, I try make something, and it, it it was very interesting. Yeah, but no, everybody, everybody, ah, this is like a balalaika, very Russian still. But of course, the Russian music is very nice. It's very yeah, nice. it's beautiful. Well, and I wondered, you know, what have you been doing during this pandemic? Because I see that, you know, um, you know, everybody was coming from a different place in this um, piece that you just played, and um, things are almost, you know, people are yeah. getting back together and playing concerts again where you are. I think. Yeah, we were everybody were at home. We recorded a lot of uh, video like this, so home video, stay home. Yeah, and yeah. It's very interesting because all all my band, so we are international. So the bass player, the guitar player, and um, <clears throat> and the, uh, one of the second violin player, he he, he was played from Paris. And the the, the 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 bass and the guitar player was played from from Brussels. And we are we are staying in Budapest, so it's very very interesting. What does TikTok mean? Sorry. What's the the the, the name of the song that you just played? TikTok. What? Ah, TikTok. This uh, this piece is never uh, get out because it's it's a new CD. Yes. Uh, and I hope very soon we have we have already because already it's mixed this piece and 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 it's a new CD. So the the name of the on the out. Al the album is the uh, double standard. 
Oh, and this is nice. yeah, this the, the first piece from 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 our new CD is coming 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 up out very soon. Well, I I want to say after hearing this performance, bravi to all of you. Whenever I hear you play, I feel like there is fire, there is smoke coming out of the violin and out of the yeah. cymbal and out of all the instruments. You know, you always bring down the house. And um, yes. yeah, just bravi to all of you. Because I like very much, I like very much, you know, when, when you play concert, I don't like uh, the people, people sleeping on the concert. <laughs> so, of course. So I prefer, I, I prefer everybody dancing and everybody, everybody ha had some, some, some special style. And for that, you know, uh, our music, so the Hungarian Gypsy music, uh, it was named the, the Cafe House music, you know. And this time the people was in the, in the, in the cafe and drinking the tea, drinking the cafe, and listen a little bit the music, but from from behind, you know, and uh, and uh, we want to put this this music. Uh, what is the the, the 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 possibility for put this music on the stage for play two two hours concert and and everybody sitting, and yes. for that we beginning play. So we 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 mix this music, of course, with the jazz. And we mix it with some so some classical music like basically, and play all kind of gypsy music, but not Hungarian gypsy music. So we have a lot of Balkan style, for example, oh, or uh, of course Russian, lot of lot of Russian uh, gypsy music style. And with all this element, we make a mix, and 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 after that, of course, this music, you know, because no uh, the, the name of this music. It's an unorthodox gypsy fusion music, but <laughs> but this style, you know, it's never finished because we have all the time we have some some new elements, like no the 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 the, the, the absolutely last element we have the Indian because two weeks ago uh, our CD with Doctor El Subramanian we 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 uh, made out uh, Indian music. And so this is absolutely new element in our music. And for example, tango, the piazzola tango, or or mariachi music, of course, the Mexican mariachi music, or uh, some flamenco style. So all this music mixed, and of course, Stefan Grappelli and Django Reinhardt. So this is in the states. Uh, this is the European gypsy, gypsy European gypsy jazz music. So this is very important. All this music mixed together. Robin, and, like this, and like this when we play on the concert so the people i think everybody very happy yeah do this. they stand up and dance <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because yeah, because we we have lot of lot of rhythm change all the time yeah yeah so when we play something so all all two three minutes some new some new all the time this is new new yeah. Roby, have you ever played american fiddling have you ever done American country bluegrass? Yes, of course I play. I, I was a festival in, in the States. <laughs> yes, I like it very much too. Yeah, of course. Well, we love having you here in the U.S. too sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Normally, I understand. We, have, we have a tour in December. Oh, okay. Oh, Hopefully. Everybody oh. will check it out. I hope, <laughs> I hope yeah. it's, it's work. I hope. Yeah. I understand you played a concert last week. 
And and the yes. president of Switzerland was there. It was in Schweiz, in Switzerland. And uh, it was really interesting because in the Meringen Music Festival, so they they, they organized this, this year after the after the pandemic, it was the, the first concert in Swiss in Switzerland. Oh. And it was a really, really uh, great pleasure for me. I was really a very happy person. I played the first concert. Yeah. And yes, uh, the, 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 the uh, Swiss Switzerland Prime Minister, Madame, she was there. And uh, so it was really, really nice. But normally 300 person is possible coming uh, to, for the concert. And finally, 800 people was on the concert. Wow. So, but now, did they give they gave you something though, didn't they? Did they give you a gold yes. bow? Because that's what yes. I heard about. Do you have yes. that gold bow with you? Because I want to see it. If you do, yes, I, I received I received the golden bow award in, in in Switzerland. So it's normally every every year they give for for uh, some violin. So for violin player. Last year uh, it was for Leonidas Cavacos, oh, okay. and uh, uh, two years ago I think it was uh, Gidon Kramer, and like this. So, in, in one time, and this is the bow. Yay! So. Show and tell. Okay, wait. Let's see. Can we see the gold? Oh, there, Kay. Oh, it's beautiful. It has engraving too in the gold. Yeah. Uh, my name and uh, and. Oh wow! Gold gold Hold it back a little. Yes. And yeah, here. back up a little. Oh. This is the year. Oh, okay. It's maybe too close, but. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty. Wow. Beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful bowl. It's from uh, from Marcus Fischer. Okay. Congratulations. Really, thank you so much. And now I have a good bow finally. <laughs> 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 so really nice. I don't suppose we could convince you to play something more for us, could we? Why not? Pleasure. <laughs> oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I We're... asked maybe my piano player. Oh, hmm? great, great. Let's and, have... and we play, I think, uh, your, your piece. Hello. 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 Yay! Those were the days. Oh, <laughs> Thank you both. Bravi both. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure.
That was so amazing. You know, I am so tickled that Roby Lakatosh and his pianist, Kalman Chaiki, played um, Those Were the Days because that's a song, it's so sentimental. It's sort of about days gone by and sort and longing for them. And I, I'm just feeling that right now. So it's kind of very moving to me, so. What a great honor to have those guys on here. And they play so great. And that whole ensemble, Amazing, amazing. We, we are so lucky. You know, the Lakatosh family has been inspiring people for generations. I think they said Liszt and Brahms. And, you know, going back to the 1700s, the Lakatosh family has been inspiring the world. They, you know, they go way, way back. Yeah. And they also, you know, he's explored so many different kinds of folk music and, um, you know, just I, I music from various kinds this kind of traditional instrument sound. I love that. Yeah, and what it makes, you know, it what makes me think of, um, Gil, um, when you were doing the Prokofiev, when you first recorded your most recent recording of the Prokofiev, we did a little interview and you talked yeah. about how much folk music was in that. And then I, I saw you play it at the LA Phil Live and, wow. you know, um, I would love to yeah. hear a little bit about that yeah. folk music because it just sort yeah. of relates, yeah. I do remember it was such a treat to be there with the LA Phil, you know, that's amazing to be on stage with a hundred musicians like that. That's that's really- and Hopefully we get to do it again time. sometime soon. <laughs> but it's true, we talked about Prokofiev, you know, some of these passages are, uh, you know, meant to be not, they're not supposed to sound like a symphony orchestra, this business. <laughs> like the Ukrainian traditional accordion. This is the portion ah, of the program where I, where I mispronounce foreign words. It's the bayan, <laughs> I think, is how you say it. The, yeah. The bayan, you can hear it opening and closing, opening and closing. Even in the last movement, you, you can sort of hear it exhale and inhale. <laughs> Very traditional, and also the the first violins in the first movement. They become... It's almost like Roby, almost like Roby, but but not the exactly great balalaika band, balalaika band. So uh -huh. yeah, absolutely, a lot of um, traditional instruments in in the Prokofiev Violin Concerto as well. I mean, it all kind of goes around, you know. Everybody's music is everybody's music. It all kind of comes together. And we were so lucky that Rabia played it. And, and young Hugo, yeah, yeah, thank you both for joining us today. Yeah. And then next week, I hope everybody's going to be back for next week because we've got some treats for you next week. We have um, Kelly Hall Tompkins, who for 
what is it, 13 months she was the fiddler in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. So that's going to be fun to talk with her about that. And she's going to play um, some pieces from Fiddler. Um, and uh, some students, Jasmine Lee and Samantha Washeka. So we'll be back next week. Looking forward. Yeah. And um, so make sure that you don't miss us. Um, Subscribe to Violinist.com's YouTube channel. Uh, follow Gil Shaham on Facebook. Follow Violinist.com on Facebook. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you.